It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all to the two-point stance. Brought to you by the good folks at FantasyPoints.com. I'm your host, Brian Drake, joined alongside managing editor of FantasyPoints.com, Mr. Joe Dolan. You follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I am at Drake Fantasy. And folks, we're talking Super Bowl. In case you didn't know, there's a little game on Sunday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then afterwards, we can all relax and get ready for draft and free agency and all the stuff that gives fantasy footballers anxiety. But for one more weekend, the traditional football fans are balls of angst. And Joe and I being Eagles fans, we can let our fandom out during this podcast. Uh, You know, we're going to let that out a little later in the show and kind of not talk to you X's and O's. That's the first part of the show. But in the second half, we wanted to really have some fun and just kind of just just be fans for once, you know, and just talk about some really good personal stories that Joe and I have about the Eagles and about what this game means to us. But we've got a great show today to preview the Super Bowl. We're bringing in our good friend, Caleb James from Arrowhead Pride. He is the film and draft analyst over there at Arrowhead Prime, also hosts on YouTube, the film room. So go search Arrowhead Pride on YouTube. Check out the film room doing fantastic stuff over there. Caleb, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. It's Super Bowl week. Let's get going. Joe, are you ready for the Super Bowl? Have you been watching much out there of all the hoopla as we record this? The NFL Honors show is going on, which I couldn't give two shits about. But there's there's a lot going on. Have you followed any of it this week? So what one thing I will do, Drake, and, and I'm glad that we, we have Caleb. We're only going to take 15, 20 minutes of his time here because – we're recording this at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on um, on Thursday night, the 9th of February, and the Hall of Fame comes out at nine. And uh, like I, I you, we've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Obviously, that's the last time I saw you in person. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, Drake, I've never met you in person anywhere but Canton, Ohio. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've met you every time I've been to Canton, Ohio, but never anywhere else. Um, but it's going to be really cool to see um, guys get. Um, announced that they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, um, Brian Dawkins, um, obviously one of the all-time great Eagles, was announced as a member of the Hall of Fame class just days before the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, doesn't appear there's going to be anything like that this year, but th- this it's is not something Donovan look- McNabb's year. Come on. No, it's not Donovan's year. Uh, <laughs> um, well, well, you and I will talk McNabb later. Uh, we, we don't need to, you and I could probably talk McNabb for about three hours. Uh, but um, no, I'm going to go, go downstairs, um, relax with a, with, with a, with a couple of, uh, with a couple of uh, soft seltzers um, and, and watch the, uh, watch the, the hall of fame ceremony tonight. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but that's going to be the first really bit of media that I've really tuned into this week. I've been doing a lot of reading, but not a whole lot of watching, reading and listening, but not a whole lot of watching. I'm really going to watch that though. Well, Caleb, let's kick it over to you to start things off. Joe and I are Eagles fans. You know, we fully, uh, you know, put that out and roll up our sleeves and tell everybody that's where our allegiances lie. You're in the Kansas city front. What are Kansas City fans anxious about? What are they worried about going into this game? Like, what is on the forefront of their minds going against these Philadelphia Eagles? 
Well, number one, Chiefs fans for any playoff game of any situation for any opponent are always going to be anxious and they're always going to be nervous. Been some traumatic games in the past and the last two seasons have ended not the greatest. So yeah, there's the extreme excitement of the Super Bowl. There's the extreme excitement of being able to see Patrick Mahomes playing another one, Andy Reid being able to coach in another one, Travis Kelsey having a chance to further his legacy. But you always talk to people around town, and they're going to say they're nervous no matter who the opponent would be. And the Eagles are a great team for them to be playing. They are you know, I've, people have described them as a juggernaut team. I'd happen to agree. It's hard to find weaknesses on a front like that. But, I mean, you know, my favorite part about driving around town this week, the fountains are red. you got Chiefs flags all around downtown Kansas City. I've seen more people driving around with Chiefs flags on their cars. And we had a snowstorm today. It snowed like four inches this morning. And you still see people flying the Chiefs flags around their cars. They're driving around. So that gets me fired up and ready to go when I see it driving in every morning. Um, Caleb, so before we get into the X's and O's, which you've done a great job with, as a matter of fact, I'm going to check out uh, your analysis of the Eagles tonight from, from your perspective. Drake and I wanted to do this podcast from a little bit of a different perspective, you know, just like everything's been kind of said about this game that can be said about it. There's been good breakdowns. There's been bad breakdowns. People have said smart stuff. People have said dumb stuff about the game, <laughs> but I'm sure all of us I- included in that. Um, but as a fan of the Chiefs, you know, I, I presume you grew up a Chiefs fan. Yes, sir. What does this mean to you? This is uh, this. I'm probably the same with 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 me, uh, Drake. I don't know your memories of 1980. This is the third Super Bowl I've seen my team play in in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it's the same with you. Does what's what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you as a person? What does it mean to you as a fan? Um, getting to experience that after, you know, quite similarly, Chiefs and Eagles fans, so many years of close but no cigar. <laughs> you know, I, I'm 25 years old. I grew up in like, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009. Chiefs were there winning two to four games a season. Mm-hmm. The franchise was a complete joke for so long. There was an event at Arrowhead Stadium one day where the fans all wore bags over their head. They wore black shirts instead of red. And there was, you know, there were planes flying over the stadium with banners that said fire Pioli. And then to look at where they're at 12 years later, to see them playing in their third Super Bowl, to seeing them have the face of the league, it means a little, and you know, it means something special to I think everyone here, because this has always been a football town before a lot of other things. You know, you talk to a lot of parent people's parents who grew up here. They grew up on those 1990s chiefs. They constantly made the playoffs, but no cigar. I've had some taste of that in the early Andy Reid days and the Alex Smith days. But then when you get, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming to town, it really changes the way, not just like the football community thinks of Kansas city, but the world community of sports as a whole. And you've seen all these exciting things that have come to like, our, ta- our city that's not really that big of a city. We don't have that big of a population. But, you know, I think that the heart of the city is going to be on full display this week as it has been, you know, throughout the course of the Mahomes era. And I think we're just fortunate and blessed to be able to watch him play in another Super Bowl. Now, you break down film. That's kind of your niche for Arrowhead Pride. And we were talking about you know, what really are you focused on for this game? And you are keying in specifically on the lines and we've heard so much talk about the Eagles D line versus the chiefs offensive line. How can Kansas city counteract what has been the best pass rush in the NFL led the league in sacks. Hassan Reddick 
you know, really having a coming out party this year. You've got uh, Kansas City with kind of a, a I don't want to say jerk. Well, he is a journeyman in Wiley at right tackle who's played all over the line. And now he's found a home at tackle. How can they hold off this onslaught of just wave after wave of Philadelphia pass rusher? Yeah, and that's a great point because it's not just one guy on that defensive line. It's deep. You know, they got guys that won't even be on the field some plays that are going to have double-digit sacks. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like a Brandon Graham. But really, the Chiefs are a battle-tested unit when it's come to facing some of these pass rushes because you take a look at who they've played this year. They've gone against some impressive players. You know, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, who might win the defensive player of the year tonight. You've got all these guys, uh, Von Miller before his injury. You've seen some really great defensive coordinators throughout the course of the season also. They've been able to handle most of the challenges that have come their way. This is going to be the biggest challenge yet. Um, I'm working on an article that will be out tomorrow, but really I'm talking about how I think the Chiefs are going to attack this pass rush. And really I think it's going to have to do with Andy Reid calling some pretty well-timed screens. Um, I really like the Chiefs receiving, you know, running backs receiving the ball out of the backfield. Kind of my, you know, Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, they've been pretty solid at that. McKinnon actually was third or fourth in the NFL in touchdown receptions. He was a go-to guy for Mahomes. And then, you know, if they can move the pocket, they'll be okay. I like the Chiefs' interior matchup. I think if they can give their tackles a little bit of help with some chips from the backs, with some chips from the tight ends, I think they'll be okay. Just get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands quick. Don't let that pass rush jump on their back too much. What scares you the most about the Eagles' offense? About the Eagles' offense, to me it's that run game because at the times the Chiefs have struggled to stop the run, especially when they're going against a team with two elite wide receivers. Now, I think after the events of this game in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, the Chiefs' DBs are playing with a lot of confidence right now. But when you talk about a team that can run the ball, you know the Chiefs' defensive line turned in a great performance last week, but they're getting ready to go. It's a completely different animal with the Eagles in that run game. I think Jalen Hurts is as good a quarterback as there is in the NFL, and his legs and their ability to run the power run kind of changed the game just from taking it from being, you know, that 11, you know, that 11 on 11 aspect. They run power well. Jason Kelsey in space, he can move around and do a lot of different things. But, yeah, that run game for sure scares me because also the more they're running it, the more they're keeping it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And, you know, they've the Chiefs linebackers can get caught watching the ball a little bit in the backfield. So it'll be interesting to see what Spagnola does to counter the Philadelphia running attack. I, I agree with that because I think Spagnola, he's going to have to blitz. He's going to have to show some things. And he's going to want to get in Jalen Hurts' face. Because if you look at Kansas City in their two playoff games thus far, uh, they allow the most yards per attempt, 6.0 yards per attempt on the ground of all playoff teams. And they've also allowed eight run plays of over 10 yards or more so that's not great that's over 25 percent of the uh, rush plays against them have gone for 10 plus yards so I think Philadelphia is going to try to exploit that you mentioned Travis Kelsey you and I were talking a little bit before the show and I was reading how Travis Kelsey this year has really become in essence Tyreek Hill what I mean by that is they've moved him inside on these three by one sets and what that means folks is there's three receivers on one side one receiver to the far side In years past, when Tyreek Hill was there, Jason Kelsey was that receiver who was, or excuse me, Travis Kelsey was that receiver who was all by himself on the side. Now they've moved him into the slot to try to get him matched up against a a weaker defender. And he's had great success doing that. And we know Kansas City, they're yak monsters. They lead the NFL in yards after the catch. 
I mean, when you see Kansas City, the amount of 12 personnel that they're running, the amount of time they're trying to put Travis Kelsey in the slot, everything is predicated on getting him a great matchup. And in this game, you could be charged, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, could be Avante Maddox. Do you think they can find room against that Eagle zone to be successful and get Kansas City a W? Yeah, I think they can. And really, it's funny they're playing against a zone defense because that's really been where Mahomes has thrived is, you know, where he struggled a little bit this year in the past seasons is when he can get those guys and they just kind of beat up on Kelsey and the man to man. They kind of go out there. They want to press him off the line. I assume this week, you know, the Eagles are going to have situations where they have Reddick and Sweat like bumping Kelsey as soon as he's off if he's in the slot there kind of wide. But, you know, the reason Andy lines him up there is it's because that's where he can get matchups versus, you know, outside linebackers versus guys that he's far more athletic than, you know, he's bigger than any slot corner he's going to go against. So I think that they'll be able to find some holes in the zone towards the middle of the field. I think Philly, they get a little too, you know, they get a little too east and west in their defensive alignment sometimes just from kind of what I've seen from watching a little bit of film. But that's also why I like the Chiefs running backs out of the backfield on a couple routes here and there is because if you, you know, if you run Jarek McKinnon on, say, a Texas route out of the backfield and you have, you know, all eyes on Kelsey and he just makes a little outcut, well, the inside's going to be there for McKinnon to make something happen. So it's going to be the cat. And that's going to be kind of the cat and mouse game the Chiefs are playing is where can they get Kelsey the ball versus where do the other guys have to step up? Uh, before we let you go, uh, Caleb, I have a two-prong question for you, and I think I know how the first part is going to go. Let's say you were told today that the Chiefs are going to win the game, but Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will not be the MVP. On the flip side, you're told the Eagles are going to win the game, but Jalen Hurts is not going to be the MVP. Who would be the MVPs in those two scenarios in your mind based on your film study? All right, just going on my film study and kind of just some of my past experience. If, you know, if it's not going to be Mahomes or Kelsey, it'll probably be Chris Jones. You know, I haven't even talked about him yet on this show. He's going to play a huge role. You know, you're going to see his name tonight in the NFL honors or whatever, because he's, you know, he had just a phenomenal season as a defensive tackle. He's a game wrecker. And, you know, last week he, he had the game of his career, I broke that down. He had like he had two sacks and ten pressures. He was smoking those guys. The, if he can, if he can dominate the game, and if the Chiefs can pull off a you know a great defensive performance, it's going to start with him. But you know, if he's to dominate that Eagles offensive line, then I think you would have no option but to give him the MVP. And really, they're going to need him in run defense as well this week. And on the flip, if the Eagles didn't get it, I'd probably say it would be Josh. You know, if if Jalen Hurts didn't get it. I'd probably go with I'd probably go with Josh. I'd either go with Josh Sweat or Hassan Reddick. I'll give it to Josh Sweat. You know, I'll say Josh Sweat has the performance of his life. The Chiefs are sliding to Reddick. They end up believing Sweat too many wild ones. He beats Orlando around the edge. He beats Wiley around the edge. Maybe forces a forces a fumble. Maybe drops a great coverage on into the flats, intercepts a pass or something. I, I'd give Josh. You know, Josh Sweat's not getting as much respect as he deserves because I really see a guy that I would mirror right there with Hassan Reddick, just the production's a little different. All right. Caleb James, our guest from Arrowhead Pride. You folks, you want to go check him out over on the Arrowhead Pride website, and he's in the film room at Arrowhead Pride on YouTube. And, of course, on the Twitter machine, because, you know, for the next 10 minutes, we can all follow at least five people on Twitter. You're going to want to follow him at JC Scoobs. 
Oh, how did you come up with that name? First of all, well, JC Scoobs. CJ, it's CJ Scoobs. CJ, excuse me, <laughs> CJ Scoobs. Well, growing up, my my nickname was Scoobs. Growing up, kind of one of those nicknames that sticks with you no matter where you go. And Caleb James, that's where the CJ comes from. Real basic, and you know, if you like it, go follow it. If not, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Scoobs on Twitter. Appreciate the time. Before we get you out of here, let's get a prediction. Final score. Who's winning Super Bowl 57? Well, you know me. You see what I got in my background here. I'm going to make it pretty <laughs> clear. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be a real close ball game. I'll go uh, 28 to 31. Harrison Bucker wins another big one for the Chiefs with his leg. Oh, you're forcing me to drink, Caleb. You're really doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the time. Again, folks, go check out Arrowhead Pride. Doing tremendous work over there. A massive, massive site for Kansas City Chiefs fans in the film room uh, on their YouTube channel. Caleb James, thank you so much, my friend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yep, y'all have a good one now. You too, brother. Take care. All right, Joe. So, Caleb, breaking down the Kansas City aspect of things, and now you and I, we can get into it, all right? We can crack a beer. Yeah, I, I'm not drinking tonight, uh, Drake. I promise to the wife. A little bit of New Year's resolution, uh, cutting back a, a couple of nights extra a week. But uh, Look at you. Uh, hey, look, hey, do you know, let, let, let's put it out here. The day after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, by the way, now, to be fair, I don't know why I decided to weigh myself the day after the Eagles won the Super Bowl in the 2017 season. I hate when mm-hmm. I say 2017, 2017. Um, I weighed myself, and I think I was the heaviest I had ever been. Um, really? I am down 20-plus pounds since then. So, uh, and uh, I think, you know, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm not, Good for you know, you, man. I got ways to go. But What are you I, doing? Are you running? You're walking? Oh, you just watch so, what you eat? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You, you've, you've done did it now. Uh, I'm, I'm I know a, you're a Peloton guy. I'm a Pella bro, yeah. I got a Peloton in uh, May of 21, and I work out basically every day now. So, yeah, Good there for we you. go. It's And that it's the only cardio I've ever been at. Even when I played high school football, I hated running. My mm-hmm. form is atrocious. Um, I would get <laughs> shin splints, you know. Um, it just I, I was just never a cardio guy. And now, like, you know, it's because it's e- it it's easy on your joints. Anyway, uh, yeah. I did not expect to go on my Peloton spiel. You know, I was like, but my wife's like, if you get this, a number one, it's expensive. You better stick with it. Mm-hmm. Number two, you better not become a Peloton social media person. And I was like, I will not. I will not. I will never do it. And then, like after like six months of using it, I'm like, live, learn, love. Well, you know, like just like <laughs> firing off all my all my cliches. No, that, but that's uh. But I was the heaviest, so that there's a little bit of a life change since then. Uh, since the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, but uh. Uh, anyway that's where that's where the, my spiel came from i'm taking I'm, uh, I'm believe me i am not a teetotaler no one's ever accused me of being a teetotaler um i probably should teetotal a little more but uh i've been i've been taking some nights off uh, a little couple more nights off a week uh because of uh um just as as a new year's resolution uh, to myself oh god I, I gotta pick up where you're leaving off here so it's super bowl 57 we won the super bowl we being eagles we're all now we can we're in the i don't trade. really do the we thing we're in the trust tree here, Joe. It's, yeah. it's us. Like okay? I'll let it slip every now and again. Um, I don't really, but I don't, but I don't begrudge people who do the we thing. Sure, right? I and get it. So uh, anyway, uh, Drake, you you were you were entering the point. So yeah, so Philly wins the Super Bowl uh, five years ago. Okay, it ends that long arduous streak where it's close and no cigar. The NFC title games and 
and McNabb and good teams and Andy Reid and in and out. And now Doug Peterson finally gets us to the promised land. So now we get here five years later, new regime. You know, we've got Nick Sirianni. We've got Jalen Hurts. It's there's a few pieces left. I think there's eight players uh, left over from that 2017 team. But I mean, it feels like a whole new squad as a fan. How different does it feel to you? Because I do not have the angst that I had five years ago. And I tell my son this, who's just becoming a football fan now. I go, I don't get nervous for non-elimination games. I'm not sweating week seven against Green Bay. I'm not upset at week 12 if they lose to the Cowboys. It doesn't bother me. It All I care about are elimination games. That's when I start to get a little sweat on my brow. Uh, I don't know about you, but like I, I've learned to not live and die with every regular season game. But now, it, now it matters. Now I'm pacing in front of my television, and 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 I don't want anyone to talk to me for the first you know seven hours of Sunday morning. How about you? Well, um, well, first and foremost, I haven't been nervous this postseason because they've given me no reason to be nervous. <laughs> Good point. Like, you know, like it honestly, quite frankly, the last what. The last four playoff games the Eagles have played have been no nerve playoff games. This year, obviously, you got the two, and in, in this year, um, they they outclassed the Giants and the 49ers had no chance once Brock Purdy went down. Mm-hmm. Last year, they got their asses kicked by the Buccaneers, and that was that was kind of like I told Giants fans, I'm like, you know what that was? That was kind of um, that was kind of like, in a way. Not it's not perfectly analogous, but in a way, it reminded me of the Eagles last year. They probably made the playoffs one year too early. Yeah, um, I went to Cheesecake Factory at halftime of that game. Oh uh, yeah, it, it was it was fine. I expected it was them. over. Um, and then uh, what was it? Twenty nineteen. Uh, Wentz got cheap shotted out of the Seahawks playoff game, and then McCown tore his hamstring and had to play through that. So hey, 49ers fan, Eagles fans do realize what it's like to lose two quarterbacks in a playoff game. Um, so there hasn't been a whole lot of stress really. Um since the Saints game with the Alshon Jeffrey drop in 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, this team this team feels a little different because it doesn't have the Foles factor. And, and I mean that from multiple angles. Nick Foles, the, the day the Eagles clinched the first round by the first overall seed in 2017 mm-hmm. was Christmas day. It was Christmas night. Uh, they played the Raiders and Foles was awful, awful. game terrible game atrocious in that game and like and drake i know you probably contributed to it too i'm not afraid to admit it i was like maybe they should give sudfeld a look like literally like the Foles was so bad in that game they were like there's no way they're gonna do anything he was bad in the first half of the falcons game and then he was the best quarterback i've ever seen for the next <laughs> they talked quarters. about it they said hey maybe if Foles doesn't play well we'll give sudfeld a look like it was all hands on deck at that point yeah. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that Big Dick Nick was going to lead us to a championship. No, no way. And so, you know, I went into the playoffs with this level of skepticism, but then they beat the Falcons and you're like, all right, well, now anything can happen. Right? Like, you're one of the final four. We've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Las Vegas for the NFC title game that year. Uh, John Hansen uh, flew flew uh a number of us out there to Las Vegas and we watched it together. Hanson's a Vikings fan. Um, I look forward to this next year now that I'm part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we haven't been since I haven't been since um, I'll tell you some other parts of that story that I don't want to put out there um, here, but um, at, at, and then that game, 
the Vikings drove down the field and scored first and scored first. Yes. That was, that was the epitome of here we go again. Those Andy Reed choke jobs in the NFC, even though it wasn't Andy, it was Doug who was Andy's protege. You know, it was, Oh, here we go again. <laughs> NFC championship. And then they just blew him out. Yeah. And then the, the Super Bowl. I mean, I put over 10,000 steps on in my apartment. Okay. Like 1,100 square foot apartment. I walked 10,000 steps. That's how nervous I was for that game. Um, I don't know. I'm trying trying to put myself in the mind state of where I'll be on Sunday. It's hard right now because I'm incredibly calm right now. Yeah, um, I, and- I feel that too. You know what it is? It's because deep down, you and I know football. We look at teams. We see how teams are assembled. A month from now, when we're reviewing this, and this is how we do this with fantasy, we look back and go, why didn't we see this? I mean, it's so obvious. Philadelphia is so much more talented than Kansas City. Their roster is incredible. Philadelphia has assembled a bomb squad to, you know, throw back to an old 90s, 2000 term. At every position almost, Philadelphia is better than Kansas City. They just are. If you look roster position by position, I mean, outside of, the most important position, which is quarterback, and we'll say tight end. But, hey, Philadelphia's got a pretty damn good tight end, too. But that's it. Everything else you can look at and go, eh, Philadelphia's better and yeah. markedly better, Joe. And yeah. I think that's kind of why we're calm. But, <laughs> like, you know. But like, that yeah. one position where they're better is the position yeah. that makes you nervous. Um, it, it, It's just, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I want to try to appreciate this. Um. It, it, I, I wanted to talk about like, cause like, let, let's be honest. Like I, I don't, I don't hide my allegiance, mm-hmm. but I really try. I try not to be a Homer, you know, especially if I'm doing the Ross pod, you know, the sure. thing about being an Eagles quote unquote Homer is for the most part in my time in the fantasy industry, it's been a good outcome to be an Eagles Homer. Cause they're usually pretty good for fantasy, um, especially the last couple of years. But, um, you know, it, it gets you back to this discussion with fandom, right? Mm-hmm. it's preposterous and like you know like the cynics will be like oh yeah you're rooting for laundry which you you kind of are if you boil it down to that but like you know what does being a fan of something mean and one of the lines i really came up with was like you know when we launched fantasy points in 2020 we launched it in april of 2020 okay you know what was happening in april of 2020 now, we didn't just up and decide, hey, guys, you know what? Let's start a company. You know, that's a really good idea. That had been in the works for over a year. And, you know, like when we launched this, you're like, oh, how dare you? You know, like there's people dying. And like, I understand that with the pandemic. How dare you ask for our money? And then like people are like, well, who's going to do this? And I'm like, you want to know why I thought fantasy football mattered? Why football matter? Why sports matter? Why music matters? Why movies matter? That shit matters because it doesn't matter. And it gives you an outlet to focus on something that isn't the bills, but like the, the pay bills, not the Buffalo bills, <laughs> you know, that isn't illness sure. or isn't family issues. And, you know, in, in many ways, family issues can be kind of tempered when a team's on a run, you know? Sure. I lost my dad in 2014. The do you, the last conversation I had with my dad was about Nick Foles. Nick Foles had gone on the road on Monday night and outdueled Andrew Luck in Indianapolis. 
And the last conversation I had with my dad before he passed away later that week was about Nick Foles. And I didn't know it was going to be the last conversation I had with my dad. But basically everything I talked to my dad about was filtered through the lens of Philadelphia sports, the Eagles or the Phillies, or mostly the Eagles and Phillies. Um, He wasn't much of a Sixers or Flyers fan. Uh, But, you know, like this, this stuff matters because you have a communal experience with your dad or your kid or your friends or, or your online community, you know, Twitter or Facebook or whatever you do, if you read it, you know, um, it, it, it really, my wife studies this stuff, man. She, um, she's a professor of sports communication at Clemson. And while she doesn't study fandom itself, she has colleagues who do. And like, it's fascinating. There's there literally are studies about being a fan of things and, and what people do. And I don't know how you feel, Drake. I want to get your thoughts on, on this, but you know, a run like this does feel like, I, I feel like I'm not alone. You know, like it feels like there's a lot of people out there, you know, pulling for the same thing as you get a little civic pride, be happy. You know, um, in Hawaii, aloha means hello and goodbye in Philadelphia. Go birds means hello and goodbye. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's a universal greeting. Um, uh, shit, man. I, I was in Atlanta, um, for a Bruce Springsteen concert this week. I wore an Eagle shirt to the concert. I wish I didn't because I was, <laughs> my voice was gone by saying go birds all night. Like I, like it was, it was wild, you know? And, and, and I think it shows you that there's fans everywhere. Of course, I think if you put Bruce Springsteen anywhere, there's going to be a higher concentration of Philly fans at that concert, just by the nature mm-hmm. of the beast. Um, sure. but you know, it, it, it gives you a community. It, 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 it's really hard to explain. And, and like, yeah, we are rooting for a bunch of millionaires who are wearing, who are wearing the same color laundry that we're wearing that day, but it's definitely a lot more than that. No question. And I, I thank you for sharing that story about your father. And, and, you know, my dad, he's not a, a sports fan at all. And he could be watching this right now on, uh, on YouTube or, or Twitter or whatever. And he just went through, another heart procedure um, just last week at five stents put in his heart. And, and I think about football and I went, you know, my, my parents didn't care about sports at all. I was this big sports nerd and, and I was reading the sports page every day. And my dad, he couldn't tell you who Tom Brady is. He has no clue. My dad is a, a gearhead. He loves fixing cars. I don't know shit about that, Joe. I couldn't change the oil on my Honda CRV, you know? So my son, who's now 10 years old, just and I tell tell you just the last two months started getting into the NFL and I do the the Sunday night show after you on Sirius XM and I sit down here for eight hours watching football and just the last few weeks he would come down and all of a sudden he starts getting into a little bit and he starts talking about the games he's looking things up on YouTube and his friends are starting to get into it in fifth grade at at 10 years old and Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of like, oh, I kind of like the Bills. My friends like the Bills and and everything in my basement down here. If you're watching on YouTube is Philadelphia Eagles stuff. So I but I, I'll never tell him who to root for. You root for whoever you want. That's oh, you're personal. a better man than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, that's personal. To you. I, I'd love you to root for the Eagles and I'm going to buy you. You know, if they win Sunday night, we're going to spend a lot of money <laughs> on Philadelphia Eagles gear. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, you said it builds something and the Eagles put out in 2017 when they won their social media team was on fire and they would put out these great promotional videos. And one of them was about, uh, it's called one game and you can look it up on YouTube and it's tremendous. And the, the, the narrator goes through, he goes one game. We've been through plenty of games 
in this city. They talk about the snowball, the fog bowl, and and all this stuff. And he goes, you know, really what it's about is you know bringing people together, you know, block by block. And they show like you know a block in an old Randall Cunningham game, and then but then they show like the the, the city of Philadelphia, and they show a map, and they they talk about the ones that I'm getting emotional talking about. Oh, geez. They talk about the, uh, you know, the ones that brought you to the game, you know, and I look at my, and I look at my little son and I just think how special that is that I didn't have that with my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so every night now he and I, we throw this Eagles football around our living room and he loves it and he just gets into it. He wants to run pass routes and I just keep throwing to him over and over. And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't, I was throwing a ball to myself, you know, my dad and, and my dad's awesome. I have nothing against my dad, but like, uh, he just, he wasn't a sports guy, Joe. Yeah. So. You know, to, to hear your story and to see him get into it. He drew an, I'll tweet it out. He drew an Eagles schedule for 2023. He drew all of the logos. And 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 actually, like, he did the right home and away. You know, who's going to be home and who's going to wait for the Eagles and all this. So for you to talk about how it, it, it matters to people and to families and it's just more than a game and it's laundry, it is. It brings people together, and it's something you'll talk about until the day someone dies. You know, my wife researches something called parasocial relationships. Like, you know somebody even though you don't know them. And, like, people people might have them with us, you know. But, you know, celebrities, especially podcast host or, you know, a musician, musician, somebody like that, somebody you listen to talk and you get into their personal lives a little bit. You know, like, I, I realized that I've never met Nick Foles. Um, and now I realize that 99% of Eagles fans who meet Nick Foles are going to tell him, Hey man, you, thank you for like the best night of my life. And I don't begrudge them that, but if I were to meet Nick Foles, I'd probably tell him the last conversation I had with my dad was about you. And it wasn't the Super Bowl. It was that game in Indianapolis when Chip Kelly was the coach, which is like the Eagles lost weekend, you know, like when John Lennon ran off with May Pang, you know, like the, the Eagles lost weekend, their, their dalliance with Chip Kelly, which was fun. And then it ended in disaster. And then you go back to, you go back to what you knew. You go back to the Andy Reid tree to try to get yourself back to the way John did with Yoko, you know, um, I would tell Nick Foles about that. I would tell him if I ever met Cole Hamels, I, I have met Cole Hamels, but if I ever met Cole Hamels again, I tell him that he threw a no hitter in his last start for the Phillies on my dad's first birthday after my dad passed away. And I would tell him that. And like, you know, so like when I see people out there saying, you know, and, and you're going to, you're going to do it. And, and I always do it on Super Bowl Sunday morning. There's like people that, who, who talk down to sports fans, they're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Is there a sports ball happening today? Do a sports ball search on Super Bowl Sunday if you want to bash your head against the wall. Oh, jeez. Oh, so, um, the, the, the Brits, uh, sn- soccer snobs love to call football hand egg. Uh, that's another one. 
And then, uh, of course, people, oh, I'm watching for the commercials. Like, you know what? I, I'm somebody who's like, let people enjoy what they enjoy. For the most part, if it's not hurting, you know, other people, right. let people enjoy what they enjoy. Let people like what they like. Let people let people use their time the way they see fit especially if especially if it doesn't hurt you it doesn't intrude on somebody else um so if you're not a sports fan that's fine it's just it's how i i mean it's basically jesus man i can't remember the last serious conversation i had with my dad i wish i had more with him yeah maybe he'd still be here you know like but um but i mean that's that's the way i that's the way i related to him that's the way people relate that's the way I re- like. Geez, if I was in Philadelphia right now, I this is all I'd be talking about to people. So yeah, it's it is important. It's important because it's not. It doesn't. It's not life or death. Mm. It really isn't. But it makes I- you feel really freaking good, and it makes you feel really bad. But what's the uh, the Jim Valvano line? If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. You know, being a fan of a sports fans like that gives you a full life, and and that that's kind of where where I'm at here. I remember it when. And uh, you guys know who, and you will from watching this show, because Joe and I are going to pump out a shitload of these shows <laughs> for the next few years, is uh, is I'm a Syracuse fan. I, I live in Syracuse. I live and die Syracuse football, basketball, lacrosse. So back in the day, this is like 1992, Syracuse was the number two seed in the NCAA tournament. They lost to Richmond. They were the first ever two seed to lose the NCAA tournament. So I'm like 11 years old, and I cry joe i'm bawling in my bedroom i I can picture it right now they lose the game and i I mean this is syracuse's team they'd never won a championship at the time and they've just they're loaded you know ready to to win a national title and i'm just bawling on my bed and and i know sunday i think if philadelphia loses i look that's going to be my son and there, he's going to be born and, and and little kids got to go through that. Adults go through it when you go, damn it. This was our year. I'm invested in this. Like, why didn't they win? And that's what brings you. That's what hardens you as a fan is not the win. You can be a Patriots fan and have 8,000 rings, you know, God bless you. But you know what hardens you as an Eagles fan living through all those goddamn losses, you know, I was a, I was, I I don't, I don't, I've always been an optimist when it comes to like Philly sports. Sometimes the Negadelphian creeps in, but it it kind of annoys me at points too. Um, I, but I do remember asking my dad one time when I was a kid, um, this is, this is probably even pre, I, when the Eagles made their first AFC, uh, NFC championship game of my life, I was 15. Mm -hmm. That, that was the 2001 game against the Rams. Um, which they they almost won uh, as big underdogs, but lost. It was a senior um, in college, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I was fifteen. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, it was right after nine eleven. Um, and I remember asking my dad when I was a smaller kid than that, and then I and I asked him, I was like, Dad, did the the Eagles did the Eagles played in the Super Bowl? Like, because they played in the nineteen eighty season. He's like, Yeah, they played in one. They got their asses kicked, and that was all <laughs> he said about the game. And then, and I I, I said. I, I mean, it like if, if you knew my dad, you could you could see him saying that, and he'd say it with this wry kind of sarcastic smile. Um, <laughs> and and you know, and like that was at a point when I never thought I'd get to see this. So, yeah. um, my dad never got to see him win one. Um, I hope uh, I hope the Eagles make up for for the lost the lost time that he had rooting for this team. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's important to people. It's important to fathers and sons and grandfathers, you know. Um, and wives and daughters. My wife and daughter be watching. The oh, yeah. My wife, my wife bought a Nick Foles shirt, you know, at halftime of the uh, of the NFC Championship game in 2017 when it was obvious they were going to win. She bought. I'm going to be wearing my uh, the same jersey I wore. Oh, that's a, a good question. What are you going to wear for the game? Oh, this is a good one. It's a Kelly Green jersey. Okay. But I like this one. Like I have I have a su- an Eagles Super Bowl jersey, but it's Malcolm Jenkins. Uh just a favorite of mine for multiple multiple reasons. Um and and believe me, for me to buy a jersey of somebody who went to an Ohio State University, it <laughs> it takes a lot. Uh but I bought it because I love Malcolm Jenkins. I am wearing a Jeremiah Trotter jersey. Wow, number 54, right? Number 54, the Axe, man. Yep, I'm wearing – it's the same thing I wore the last time they played in the Super Bowl when I opened a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 20. I didn't even open that thing on my wedding day. I opened it the night the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was destroyed. Oh, oh my God. And then I, I woke up with, on the couch at like 3 a.m. with a half a pound of buffalo chicken dip in my stomach. Oh, oh that's the oh, best. Buffalo chicken wing dip is the I best. I felt awful. But, you know – there's 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 better there's worse ways to feel awful than that but uh do you know you guys who are listening you'll know what i'm talking about go to the grocery store and go in the chip aisle and there's those there's the chips and then there's those glass tostitos that are like in between the aisles like you know eye level and there's these are the salsa or the cheese and the cheese is like neon yellow and it's you know god no it's like a pound of this nacho cheese i i bought one maybe two of those my buddy was a Bears fan. I went to his house and I watched that Bears Colts Super Bowl with him. And I ate two of those entire bowls of cheese by myself. I don't know how I am still alive today. Uh, uh, and but, I love cheese. I'll, I'll I'll put cheese on ice cream. So you know, like not actually, but you know, um, I'll put ranch on anything. A couple of couple of uh, pointers here. I, I got to give the people number one. If you're making buffalo chicken dip. Don't go at the last minute. That's what me and Brawley did uh, down at the Jersey Shore when we were living down the Jersey Shore when we were working for Hanson up in Jersey. And the only bottles left were the Frank's Extra Hot, okay? Do not not get the Frank's Extra Hot, okay? I think I literally (laughs) think it's the reason I can't eat. I, I, I do like spicy food, but I can't eat super spicy to this day. That was for Super Bowl... That was for Super Bowl 47, which we watched at our, our buddy Weibel's now wife's house in Philadelphia, in Fairmount neighborhood in Philadelphia, which was the 49ers and the Ravens. Um, and do not do not make Buffalo dip with the Franks extra hot. Please do not do it. It is not worth it. So there, there is a pointer for you. Um, what was my other point? I don't even know what my other pointer was. That's a pretty damn good pointer, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll be wearing the exact same hoodie. This just shows I'm old and I'm married. I'll be 43 this year. I've got two kids. I've been married for now 12 years. I realize I have not bought new clothing in so long. So I have the same property of Philadelphia Eagles gray hoodie. I've probably worn it on a million shows. You've seen me wear them. Uh, I'll wear that. And I have a like a throwback you know, winged Eagles shirt that I wear underneath it. Uh, but let me ask you this, Joe. I, I put it out on Twitter the other day. And... There's so much Super Bowl gear out there. You can get Eagles anything with the Super Bowl logo or blah, 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 conference champs. I am adamant, and I told my wife, my kids, I will not buy Eagles gear with that just says 
uh, Eagles with a Super Bowl logo on it. I don't want that. It will say Super Bowl champion because this team has been through enough. I've been through enough with them. I'm not just going to, I'm not happy to be there. This isn't a final four shirt for, you know, Marquette once every 40 yeah. years they make it. I'm buying it because they win. How do you feel about that? I, I got a really cool looking trucker hat that was not expensive at all. Um, that has like Super Bowl and it has the Eagles logo in the middle. So it, that, that was really cool looking. So I was, uh, I was into getting that, but, but no, I like, I actually like, there's, there's like a big thing where like the jerseys are just not, they just have like these ugly gray ones available. The I'm worst. Like, I, I would never buy that. That's yeah, not the real Jersey. Terrible, terrible company. But anyway, but right. I would never buy. And I was like, you know what? That's good. That they didn't have because it didn't because I wasn't going to drop one hundred and eighty dollars on a jersey no. and then they lose. You know, it's like my wife and I were like, we're really debating: should we spend money to go? Um, and if we if we were able to get tickets that, and I mean affordable in the, all right, they're not as god awful as the secondary market, but still awful. The one thing we kept coming back to is, what if they lose? Yeah. Like and like we 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 blew through some savings and like they lost and like and what especially what if they get killed like what if you go out there and it's like the Broncos in the in the first Super Bowl against the Seahawks where where from the first snap of the game they're getting their asses kicked and it's like ah oh, you know what? I I'll, I'll be glad I didn't spend the thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and 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 even if they win I'm like all right I won't be able to I wouldn't have been able to justify the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars anyway so. You know, I'll just be happy with that. But uh, yeah, I mostly agree with you. But I got like a twenty dollar hat that that looked pretty cool to me. Um, so I so I got that, uh, and I, I and I'm a big fan of trucker hats. Here's my Evan Williams one. So um, me too. I, I decided I decided to get that. The 2017 Super Bowl champion hats were god awful ugly. I hope if and when they win on Sunday, they're a little better looking. But th- there's a big issue with championship stuff that looks bad. But Joe. I might have a way for you and our audience to be able to afford some Super Bowl gear. And Lord knows I got a family of four here. I'm going to need some cash because I'm probably going to drop about $500 on Sunday night if they win. And the easiest way to get into the action for the big game is on underdog fantasy and their pick'em games. Folks, I have dropped. You don't even want to know how much money I've spent at underdog this week. Uh, Sitting in parking lots for work uh, on the toilet. Trust me. I'm there. Drake Fantasy is my name. If you want to see and play against me, I'm, I'm all over the place. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite Chiefs or Eagles stats for the big game. And get if you get all your picks right, you could win up to 20 times your money in a single night. I do this every single week, folks. I'm trying to hit the big money. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and app, and they're making it even easier with a special pick them for the big game starting Thursday, February 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's today while we're taping this for you folks on YouTube. That's uh, yesterday for you folks listening on the podcast. You'll be able to make a special pick on Jalen Hurts. Higher or lower than 0.5 total yards? That's 0.5 total yards. I'm not making that up, folks. That's not a misprint. He literally needs one yard in the game in order to go higher. Pair this with at least one other correct pick, max $20 entry, and you could be taking home some cold, hard cash. Again, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with our promo code, FANTASYPTS, FANTASY POINTS, FANTASY PTS. 
Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Joe, I try to hit that freaking underdog parley every single week. That is like my yeah. go-to with money in my account. I'm like, I'm hitting the, I'm putting in five bets right now and I'm going to, um, I'm going to max this thing out. I love, I love the pick them. And I do, I do it for every Island game. And I was so ice cold at the beginning of the year. And then I was red hot at the end. Drake, by the way, do you know, we are the single worst salesman of all time. You're a salesman professionally. We forgot to tell people that you can win a fantasy point subscription. Oh, wait, wait, whoa. Not one, not two. Three well, fantasy well, points well, subscriptions. Three people can win them. You, you yes. can't really do much with three different fantasy point subscriptions because one gets. Give them to me. I'll find a way. Um. So we're doing the 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 Super Bowl prop pick'em contest. We had Tom Brawley on on Tuesday's show uh, to discuss it Wednesday. If you listen to the audio feed, um, and what you do is you just fill it out, and the top three scores are going to get fantasy point subscriptions for the 2023 season. The top overall score is going to get a premium subscription. The other two are going to get standard. The, the premium is $150 value. The standard's a $60 value. Oh, and by the way, um, and I, I guess it's counterintuitive to, to, uh, to uh, advertise the super early bird because the super early bird also expires on super bowl Sunday, which is 30% off, but you can get win a subscription. For what free. are you waiting for? Yeah, so, uh, uh, anyway, if you don't feel like filling out the contest, then you can just get the super early bird for thirty percent off. We probably should have mentioned that at the top of the show, but we'll put it we'll put it in the literature. It's in the show notes. If you want a link, the show notes. Yeah, go to the show notes. If you want a link to this contest, you can run it to your house too. It's awesome. We we did a whole show about it. Go on YouTube. Go back on uh, wherever you get your podcast. Listen to Joe, Tom, and I talk about it. All right, we're at that time of the show, Joe. We've got just a few days here till Super Bowl Sunday. I'm done. I'm not listening to any more prognosticators. I can do my own research. I know what's going to, you know, I, I know all the stats. I don't I don't need anyone to spit them in my face. Joe Dolan, FantasyPoints.com. Who wins Super Bowl 57? I can't pick against birds. 31-21 Eagles. I picked the Brett Bengals to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the playoff. I have gotten two games wrong all playoffs, by the way. Look at you. Just pick two wrong. I picked Tampa over Dallas, and I picked Cincinnati over Kansas City. And this is, by the way, this is from the beginning of the playoffs. These are my pre-playoff predictions. So um, I, I picked Eagles 31, Chiefs 21. Um, Eagles take home their second Lombardi in five years. I said on the show the other day the Eagles will win by 10 points. Uh, so I'm with you. I will say Eagles win 40 to 30 and – I, I think it's one of those games where the Eagles impose their will with the run game. They're going to come out and try to throw, try to expose that very young secondary from Kansas City. And in the end, it's just too much on the offensive and defensive line because Philadelphia has just so much of an advantage in that because Howie Roseman did a huge job. And if you're listening to this by now, hopefully he has collected his executive of the year award at the NFL honors because he damn sure deserves it. So I'm going to take the birds and uh, hopefully me and the kids will be crying and I'll be crying a month from now when I'm paying the credit card bill from the NFL shop. That'll be fun. I got to get something for behind me again. I've got, if you can't see it on the YouTube, but I've got some Eagles gear back there. I need like a fantasy points thing behind me too. 
Yeah, uh, I, I have a little one up at the top back there, but you can't really see it. Uh, it's it's right next to my door up high. You can see the Eagles uh, Super Bowl flag over there. I have an that's Eagles nice. Super Bowl ring also. My oh, wife got cool. me, which is oh, it's very cool. heavy. It's it's very nice. But All right, and finally, Joe, I, I know we thought the prediction was final, but this will be the actual final thing. Most importantly, what are you drinking during the game? Well, <laughs> I'm going to have some water. I have to have my hydro flask going. Uh, I'm probably going to mix in some LaCroix, LaCroix. Well, how the fuck do you say that? I don't know. I, I don't um, know. It, it's I don't the, drink uh, shit. Uh, it's just the, uh, the the seltzer water that it's to try to stay hydrated. I am going to absolutely guzzle Evan Williams, though. I know it. And my wife is going to correctly yell at me to say, <laughs> watch the whiskey because it goes it goes down faster than it registers, Drake. Oh, it does. I was uh, yesterday I was out drinking some uh, it was tequila, but I was drinking some Don Julio 1942. Then I got into the George Dickel uh, eight year bourbon. And you're right. It, it does. <laughs> you have a few of those. You're like, whoo, I'm going to slow down. Uh, thank thank God for company uh, cards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I will be drinking some IPAs. That's my drink of choice. And my kids have a full fridge of uh, mini eight ounce Sprites lined up. My wife. What about will... the Capri Suns, man? Get the get the Capri Suns going. She, we got some of those. We got yeah. some of those in there. And then my, they're way into the sprites. I got a pool that I put in that I'm still paying for for the next 800 years. Anytime we go in the hot tub, the kids are now conditioned because mommy and daddy have a beer in the hot tub that they go and get the mini sprite for the hot tub. Uh, and my wife will nurse in uh, a you know Bud Light for yeah. four quarters. <sighs> I hope, Joe, a week from now we're coming back and we're talking Eagles, the Super Bowl champion. And, and, and if we're not, we're not even going to mention it on Tuesday's show and we'll just talk fantasy. It's right into free agency and talking about the draft. <laughs> Reviewing the Senior Bowl. Uh, that, that's what we'll do here with our guys from FantasyPoints.com. But thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. It truly is an American holiday. Have fun with your friends and family out there. Be safe. Do not drink and drive. And God willing, we will see you back here next week for another episode of the Two Point Stance brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Go Birds! Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.